Wow. Welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by a man who lives near Sendai、uh, in the wilds of、uh, Japan,、uh, Mr. Chris Broad. Chris, how are you doing?、Hello. I'm very good, Pete. I'm very good. We're laughing, ladies and gentlemen, because we have t- I've tried to do the opening to this podcast four times, no less, and for some reason, I've just forgotten it. After doing it 200 times now, I don't yeah, know why.、I'm, What is wrong with it? It's just amazing. It's like you've caught some kind of brain bug. You've got like a brain worm that sucked all the information out of your noggin. I mean, the, the, the situation is Chris wanted to remind everyone that、um, there's a podcast released on Wednesday night, GMT, sort of European time,、uh, and also、uh, on, on Sunday night as well at、uh, 10 p.m.、Uh, GMT slash,、uh, you know, British summertime, whatever it is.、Uh, it's 10 p.m. in the UK because、uh, I'm the one uploading it. And he wanted to Make it clear because a lot of people only listen to individual episodes. They're not sure, you know, when shows come out, and sometimes they'll get emails or tweets. Pete, Chris, the 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 show isn't up yet. Blah 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 blah. It comes out 10 p.m. Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Sunday night、uh, in Britain. So. If you're wondering where the podcast is, that's where it is. Chris tried to incorporate this new piece of information into his intro, and、uh, he's been found wanting. I think it's fair to say. Would that be fair, Chris? It's been depressing. I think go back to your little、uh, my illness, my brain disease. I've been watching.、Uh, I watched a video today about people who do pranks where they pretend that their memory is gone,、uh, and it's、mm-hmm. the most ridiculous, depressing pranks I've ever seen. But they get like twenty million views, and I seem to I seem to have pranked myself、uh, by just forgetting the intro to the podcast that I've done two hundred times before.、I'm、very. So they just pretend、myself. that they don't know their family and friends and stuff, and and, and what they've done. So basically, you pretend、uh, that you've like fallen down the stairs and hit your head. You go to a shop and buy some bandages, wrap it around your head, and then you go and meet your family member, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your friend, and then you sort of say, "Oh, who are you? I don't know who you are." And usually, one of your friends will be in on the joke, and they'll escort you. Uh, and they'll sort of be on, in on it and be like, "Oh no, Dave's forgotten his memory. What are we going to do?" And their friend and the friend and family will cry and be sad, <laughs> and then they'll go,、oh, "It's a prank," and it's the saddest thing I've ever seen. But it gets about ten million views for everyone who's done it. So inevitably, I'm going to have to do it as well because I wouldn't like to hang out. I wouldn't like to hang out with a YouTuber, like a prank YouTuber. <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, you do, Dave, you're doing it again. You do." You're a YouTuber, but you don't pull pranks on people, and I'm too far away for you to pull pranks on me. I'm 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 prank resistant right now because I live in in England. But yeah, I'd, I'd find it very tedious. I'd go, Steve, stop it, you prick! Fucking wind it in. <laughs> it's a sad place, YouTube. Sometimes a very sad oh, place. Oh, the desperation for the for the for the for the,、uh, for the heat for the clicks. It is, isn't it? I um I had a really. I had a weird comment that triggered me、uh, the other day, as you know, Pete and ladies and gentlemen. I often get triggered by comments. Actually, no, it's rare. To be fair, I got triggered a few months ago、You're、with the guy good, who. Yeah, I'm pretty good. But、uh, I did a video over Christmas about KFC, right? And in that video,、mm. at the start, I mentioned that my beloved bath mat, which I've used every day for two years, was filled with asbestos because of a Chinese factory、mm. who were arguably crap. And、uh, so I went to throw it out, and I made the video about it, right? 
And uh, somebody commented saying, I don't know why this channel content is always so negative these days, from subs to unsubs. And they unsubscribe <laughs> because I was so negative. And I replied, I'm not going to lie, it's pretty tricky putting a positive spin on a carcinogenic bath mat. And it's like, seriously. <laughs> and also, I'm negative I mean- <laughs> anyway. That's my brand, isn't it? That's what I, I do. You're Stuart Lee for the uh, Snapchat TikTok generation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what they're on, but like, yeah, that triggered me, and uh, I've given up. Yeah, YouTube. I, it's it's. You should do like another one of those. Um, you know, Japanese YouTuber uh, reads mean comments because it it's always very interesting. And 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 I'm not on kind of video at any point um, anymore, really. Um, so I don't get like the abuse that I certainly used to when I used to interview people. Uh, and, and and if you interview someone, that person who's watching that video is watching the video for the person you're interviewing. So I could be interviewing or I have been interviewing like Noel Gallagher or Liam Gallagher mm, or, yeah. or a, a, the, the Hollywood guy or, you know, I had some pretty decent guests on, on, on my evening show. And, did, um, yeah. and, and so people would, um, they'd go to the video to watch, um, person that are interviewing. So you are never going to win in those situations. You're always going to get slated. Mm-hmm. Someone is always going to say you look like a B jams pound stretcher version of, um, like, you know, the, 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 Colonel, the KFC Colonel. So you're always going to get that sort of thing. Um, but YouTubers have to have a much thicker skin and they have to be a lot more kind of, um, fair-minded i think it's fair so you can't afford to spend time getting in the weeds with people um but what surprised me about that person who commented about your carcinogenic, uh, carcinogenic bath mat and, and your misery uh related to owning a owning such a thing um it was i think it was a girl wasn't it you don't normally sort of see the it crazy was, from yeah. girl, <laughs> girl posters <laughs> yeah girls are actually nicer Generally, although I'm yeah. saying that I'm looking through well, just um, fair, fair mind, just 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 be, just more grown up. I think it's fair to say they're not keyboard warriors in the main. Well, saying love, that, I've got yeah. I have got a, a document filled with hate comments that I've built up for an inevitable video, and uh, one of them is from a, a channel a commenter uh, called Sweet Potato Tracy, and she wrote, "This is boring. This channel. It should be called a boring in Japan." And I said, I agree. It's a distinct lack of sweet potatoes. Absolutely got you, mate. Absolutely done you. Boring in Japan. This should be a boring in Japan. Chris, a boring. Ridiculous. (laughs) But I don't know. It's rare. Luckily, it's rare. And YouTube's actually had a crackdown on uh, hate comments. And uh, they're few and far between now. They're a rare resource, like unobtainium. Um, so the, so the hate comments are at an end. Um, so be pleased to learn. I finally, after many months of being lazy and stupid, I finally changed the tires of my car. I now have snow tires. Two thousand yen, twenty dollars. I can drive in the snow. It's, it's, it's a revelation. Because I mean, you're a man who owned snow tires, um, but you, but you didn't. Well, hang on. So did you own snow tires? Like the, the, I thought they were like chains. Uh, have we been this through this before? You've had your snow tires replaced for two thousand yen i i've basically my snow tires been in a cupboard the last year and when november comes around you drive to a garage and you just give some money to someone they do it for you and it's very painless but because i'd never actually done it before because when i owned my car two or three years ago like a lot of people i'm very lazy i left the snow tires on all year round probably made the snow tires redundant by the time snow by the time snow actually fell um but it's cool in japan you rock up to a garage, give them 2,000 yen. They do all the tyres for you while you sit inside and have a coffee. And then when it's done, they'll come back out uh, and they'll sort of make you come out to the car. And then they'll, they'll bring out a wrench and like 
prove to you that they've put the tires on properly. And we went round to every single tire, and he was like, "Look, and this, this wheel's good. Yeah, yeah. Like this wheel's good. This one's good." I was like, "Oh, yeah, that one's good. I like that one." And like, it was Fantastic. Just really awkward. Uh, but it's oh, good. That's hilarious. I feel free. I, I like to think it was like a little pit stop in a, a, a Formula One. <laughs> they just bit, do it yeah. really quick. They're super fast at it because I guess they have to do thousands of cars every year, right? But, yeah. Uh, yeah, very painless. Well, I, yeah, they, they could probably cut out the, um, the the whole kind of like reading the Miranda rights to each wheel, to be quite frank. I think the um, with the with the, uh, with the snow tyres, though, I mean, you've got a small flat because you live in Japan. How have you mm. managed to keep four snow tyres in your house all year? So there's a little kind of shed. All apartments in Japan can be like an outdoor shed where you can store like tires, uh, bicycles, your dead friends. Um, like yeah. oh, it's it's great. It's very handy. I actually oh, used lovely. it to film the sketch uh, about a year ago where I pretended there was another Chris that I'd beaten up and left in a cupboard. Oh, uh, you were in the cupboard. That's where he goes. Goes in the shed. Oh, it shed. looks surprisingly spacious. I saw that in the um, in the highlight package you uh, produced uh, over the Christmas period. <laughs> very enjoyable. Yeah. I love that clip. I don't know why I like it so much. I think it was my a fun little foray into a cinematic universe there. That's good fun. But um, it's been a productive week. Another resolution I had this year, um, apart from throwing away my asbestos bath mat, which I've now done, thankfully. Great way to start any year, I would say. <laughs> yeah, 2021, off to a good start now that the, that the uh, bath mat's gone. I... Um, I realized one of the problems I have with learning Japanese is it's all well and good learning and practicing, but if you don't have someone you can speak to, it's all mm. for nothing, right? And nothing, one of the big yeah. problems is I don't have uh, enough Japanese friends in Sendai who I can speak or practice Japanese with. And I'm not the sort of person mm. to go around the bars at night and just chat to the bar owner. And even that seems a bit precarious with the whole COVID situation. So what I've done mm. is every week Natsuki and I now arrange to meet up online on a video chat for about an hour or two. One hour, I speak only in Japanese. I cannot switch back to English. And then one hour, he speaks only in English and can't speak, uh, switch to Japanese. The result being that uh, we can actually practice the uh, the languages and have a beer and a catch-up and a bit of fun, like we used to back when I lived in Yamagata. So oh, I'm looking forward to that. I haven't actually done it yet. That's happening tomorrow. So. Are you gonna? Yeah. Are you gonna be? <laughs> see, well, we'll see how that one pans out. Then it's probably a disaster. Probably a terrible idea. Just, yeah, he just—I just can't see his face because of all of the smoke. The um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you will be. Let's let's face it. You will be charging for these Japanese lessons by the end. By the end, you'll get it on the get it on the old YouTube paid channels. Natsuki, teach teach yourself Japanese with Natsuki. <laughs> <laughs> teach yourself Japanese with Natsuki. Everyone I didn't think involved. about it. I thought yeah, it's not a bad we idea. Could, we could do like a Patreon for that skin and then people could like, you know, have like a monthly fee, like a separate Patreon where he could like mm. do it. I just think it would be very time intensive. So I don't know if he'd want to do it, but I don't know. I'm looking at things we could do with Natsuki this year, inclusive stuff. But yeah. beyond that, first things first, it's nice to just chat with him and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. So what I do every week when I'm learning Japanese, I write down notes and phrases where I want to learn the intonation or the pronunciation mm. uh, or I have questions and I'm just going to bring those up to him and, talk them through it nice um so it should anything be you've learned this week uh well i haven't done it yet so i've bigged uh, it up but i've never done it so it's gonna be a disaster sounds like uh, sounds like every diet plan january diet it does, doesn't it? sounds there's very much me looking at uh uh what they're called um kind of workout machines uh rental workout machines uh, online i was looking at them yesterday uh <laughs> 
Oh, like a bicycle. <laughs> Elliptical trainers. Well, I, the problem is I can't run around because, A, it's effing boring, uh, and I can't stand just running for running sake. Right, Because yeah. my body goes – my body and my lungs just sort of go, Peter – don't worry, don't worry about it. You don't, you're not being chased by anything. Don't, don't worry about it. Um, but, um, but I did like when I was at the gym, I liked on the old, uh, being on the old elliptical trainer because it didn't, it didn't hurt my knees any. Right. Yeah. Okay. My partner's just bringing me a cup of uh, coffee. Wow. That's an old cup of coffee. Can I, wow. I, I'll have both cups of coffee. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, being weighted on hand and foot, lucky devil. Pete oh, he don't know him at all. Oh, God. It's a sort of Japanese, I'll be practicing with You know what? Thank you. You could, do it. you could do it as well, though, if this actually works. And what I think is going to happen is Natsuki, because Natsuki's absolutely hopeless with technology, he is not going to know how to use his anything. anything. And it's just going to be right. a disaster. But if we nail the formula, if we make it work, you could practice with him as well every week. You could use your various Japanese words like shopai and oppai, <laughs> shopai, oppai. two of the words you, I know you know, oppai. and you can practice yeah. them, become fluent for when you come in Listen later in. in the year. Yeah, what's what's Natsuki's um, what's Natsuki's sort of accent like? Because I, I I don't know. There are sort of like several. It's a bit like the UK in that it's quite a small island. A lot of people, mm. small island, um, and and the regional variations are so stark from town to town. Um, does does he is he like this kind of? Does he sound really upper class or does he sound like a bit of an idiot? <laughs> does he sound like <laughs> well? People from Yamagata Prefecture historically have always been mocked for their accent. Um, what's the equivalent in the UK? You think it's probably, probably where you're from, isn't it? Probably my one. Yeah. Probably my one isn't so it? <laughs> he is basically in the Hartlepool of Japan. He's a yokel. So right, he sounds okay. like you, doesn't he? Now he actually, to be fair to Natsuki, I think he has a nice accent. He's got kind of a Tokyo standard Japanese mm. accent, I think. But I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert on the field of of accents. Um, mm. Like what I know is different regions in Japan have different words they include. For example, uh, mokidano means like thank you, and that's a word they use in Yamagata that people in Osaka, in Osaka or uh, you know Tokyo probably wouldn't know that well. So mokidano, mokidano, mokidano. It's, it's like yeah. cheers, thanks. It's quite yeah. a cute, quite a cute sound word. Quite isn't it? Mokidano. Mokidano. Like um, Bookham Dano, um, uh, which I think was used in a, <laughs> his TV show. I don't know, is it Miami Vice or something? Bookham Dano. Miami Vice. Mocky Dano. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, it's the same. That's how it's I remember like stuff. There you go. And that is how you can learn and practice with Natsuki. You can use, you can use your new phrase, Mocky Dano. Dano. It'll be glorious. Nice. It'll be glorious. I like it. Now, we have a story this week from Tom. And it's a story about eyes. Um, it's an oh, interesting topic no. uh, and it begins I Chris and Pete love the podcast and all the videos there's a story that happened back in 2015 around Christmas in Osaka my now wife Charlotte who was living in China at the time came to visit me for Christmas I was travelling in Japan going from Cape Soya the most northern point of Japan all the way down to Nagasaki in the south we're in Kyoto for a day trip visiting the Toya uh, Studio Park and we had just finished and we were wandering around looking for some lunch we happened upon an Okonomiyaki pancake stall we placed our order. Ooh. We were waiting when an elderly Japanese lady, maybe in her 70s or 80s, started chatting to us. We weren't sure what she was saying as our Japanese stretched to only ordering food. We tried our best to have a chat. As we know, elderly people in Japan can be quite lonely. <laughs> when, when she realized we didn't speak good Japanese, she stopped talking for a moment, looked at me, and then my wife, then back to me, and to her again. She stares at my wife for a solid 10 seconds and tells her in English, 
blue eyes are better than brown. <laughs> we were taken we were a bit taken aback by how random a sentence that was uh like oh thank you uh <laughs> i said uh i have blue eyes my wife as brown um she was very pleased and she stared at me for a few seconds smiled said goodbye and walked away it was a hilarious part of our trip and to this day if anyone brings up eye color we look at each other and say blue eyes are better than brown my wife also constantly makes jokes that elderly japanese women are going to steal me away uh we now live in korea went back to japan in february 2020 for our honeymoon looking forward to more of the podcasts and hope to be in japan again soon all the best tom gillen um <laughs> blue eyes better than brown what do you make of that, Pete? Is that offensive or a compliment? I love the way she just sort of sidelined uh, Tom's wife there and was just like, her eyes, rubbish. Tom's eyes, whoa, blue. But I'm not surprised, right? It sounds like a strong thing to say, doesn't it, to someone you've just met? It's, it's certainly a, a powerful opening line, but I'm not surprised because they do like blue eyes in Japan because they're a rarity, of mm. course. Everybody has kind of brown yeah. eyes and black hair in Japan. So I remember... Uh, a friend of mine who's who's also named Tom actually. What is it with Tom? Tom and blue eyes. Mm. Uh, Tom's with blue eyes. He uh, he was always having people like touch him, uh, not inappropriately, just on the shoulder <laughs> or the face. Maybe that's yeah. inappropriate. Uh, and it was uh, quite a surreal experience. But because uh, he had blonde hair and blue eyes, he was like treated like a god almost, like moths to a flame. People would be in awe of his appearance, whereas people would look mm. at me and be like, oh. Rubbish. I've got green Dirty eyes. Old so. Chris. Dirty old Dirty green old Chris. eyes. With rubbish eyes. Mine are like a like a dark green brown. It's, I, I, I mean, it was described at one point as being hazel. It's really not. It's dirty old brown. Um, my dad has beautiful blue eyes. He has proper like approaching um, like a milky Paul Newman kind of eyes. And, 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 and they're the best eyes to have, I think. I'd love blue eyes. Bring him over. Bring him over to Japan. He'd be a hit with the ladies. <laughs> he yeah. would palpate his face. Man, a man who looks town. like Mussolini. <laughs> a man who legitimately oh. looks like Mussolini mixed with Santa right now. Uh, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he, he, that's his lookalike. Mine's, uh, my um, despot is uh, probably a young Stalin. Uh, actually, no, young Lenin. Not young Stalin. Young Stalin's quite young handsome. Lenin. Young Lenin. Uh, and uh, so not a despot to, to you know. I'm, I'm, look, I'm not getting into the Stalin versus Lenin debate but i'm fairly certain that people regard lenin's work as being less strong as uh, stalin's work in the world of you know human rights etc anyway i look like young lenin and my dad looks like a fully grown mussolini okay <laughs> fine I, you should both come to japan and see who's most popular we'll do a vote i think i need get another the ladies coffee. of japan <laughs> get the ladies of japan to choose between you and your dad mussolini and uh, and lenin mm. yeah <laughs> But it. it kind of fits in nicely with this week's news topic. Um, this week, came across an article uh, about uh, impressions, how to make a good impression or a bad impression uh, on a Japanese woman. There was a Japanese woman, and uh, there was a study done in a popular magazine that listed the traits women look for uh, in a guy who, to make a good impression or a bad impression. And as you go down the list, what you realize is the good impressions are pretty much the same as the bad impressions, and it's all rather confusing now i've i've always found charisma and impressions a really interesting thing i remember i bought a book called uh the charisma myth a few years ago when i was trying to mm. boost my charisma 
when you're in a video on screen hundreds of times uh, in front of thousands of people, you want to look charismatic, right? And what I discovered is it's all about how you move around. It's all about how much you nod. Um, apparently, if you wave your arms around, you look like an idiot. You've got to move slowly and with authority, and uh, you've got to nod. One interesting fact to boost your charisma is you've got to nod slowly. So when you're agreeing to something, nod, nod slowly. Don't nod quickly because you look like you're desperate. Oh. You look weak. Yeah. Oh, I see. I hope you're taking notes right. down, Pete. So, sort of like you, you sort of nod it with the ferocity of a man who's just had a recent neck operation. <laughs> Exactly, and you'll be mm, thrice yes. as charismatic. So, so you're in, you're in, you're in Starbucks. They go, uh, "Do you want cream in, in your latte?" And you go, mm, "One nod, <laughs> two nod." <laughs> Creepy man. That is exactly what will happen. And my if you don't mate, get thrown, uh, speaking of uh, my mate Rick, it just made me laugh a bit before we came on. Uh, Rick, he was, he's, I think he's learning Chinese on those Duolingo apps, and they've got this kind of like fully grown, kind of like sexy, kind of Spanish man with his shirt untucked and a big porno mustache. Um, you know, they have little graphics of people doing the delivering the lines. And, yeah, yeah. And, the, and then one of the lines is, "Your child is pretty." <laughs> oh, fuck. And then, oh, and then God. the second, and then the second line is, "Am I pretty?" <laughs> no. And he wrote, dreading the third act of this short play. <laughs> oh, Am I hell. pretty? <laughs> we pretty. It sounds. It sounds oh, like something Lord. out of a Japanese textbook. To be honest, that's it's not a stretch of the imagination. I've read out worse things than that. In Japanese textbooks over the years, to be honest, but uh, <laughs> love it. Let's take a look love at it. this uh, this list of traits to make a good first impression. I'll go through how to make a good first impression. Then afterwards, Pete, you can go through uh, how to make a bad first impression. Okay. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I'll start so off. Not. Get your, yeah, get your notebooks out, ladies and gentlemen. This will uh, right. could change the game when you're over here next. Mm. Uh, number one, how to make a good first impression. Uh, have a cheerful smile. A cheerful smile. I think I do that. I'll tick that one off. Uh, number two, speak in an intimately friendly way. What is that? <laughs> what does that know, mean? Sort of getting sort of really close to them, but but being quite joyful. Uh, do you see the game last night? Like really leaning in, Matthew McConaughey style. <laughs> I don't. That wouldn't go down well here. That that would scare a lot of no, people. No, not in the slightest. But apparently, that's the second thing. Uh, third thing. Uh, to make a good first impression, be fashionable and clean. Are you fashionable Ooh. and clean, Pete? Are you fashionable? And clean? I'm one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> but which one is one it? Actually, things. you are yeah, exactly. relatively fashionable. I'll give you that. <laughs> Not so sure about that. Number four. Uh, oh, I like this one. Good first impression. They look at your eyes. Uh, he'll look at your eyes when he talks to you, just like he should. Just like he should. Number five. Uh, you've got to have a, a relaxed, calm personality uh, mm. to make a good first impression. So cheerful smile, intimately friendly speaking manner, fashionable and clean, eye contact, and a relaxed, calm personality. And with that in mind... That Pete, sounds all right. That sounds all right. Now let's see. You read through the bad first impressions. This is the opposite. This is how to screw things <clears> up, right? And let's see how yeah, different this is. This, is, this is. is you are walking into a room and stinking it up with your bad first impression. Uh, number one, has a strange grin on his face. Now, how is that different <laughs> to cheerful smile, anyone? <laughs> it's all a matter of perspective, isn't it? Exactly, so massively. Number two, speaks to you like you're already close acquaintances. How is that different to speaks in an intimately friendly way, Chris? What's going <laughs> I don't on here, know. mate? I Puts don't too know. much effort into his grooming. 
How how can you be fashionable and clean if you don't put a bit of effort into your grooming? Number four, stares at your eyes when he talks to you. I mean, the good first impression was look at your eyes when he talks to you, just like he should. What what the hell? Isn't energetic. The fifth isn't energetic. So you've got... So basically... (laughs) I'm I'm just confused. So isn't energetic is the same as has a relaxed, calm personality, surely? I think... I mean, when I I read the phrase isn't energetic, I'm picturing like lazy and lethargic. And that is different from being relaxed and calm. Yeah, but I mean... It's, it's, it's different between like walking around like ripped to the tits on Valium with a new suit on. Like, oh, isn't he fashionable and clean and relaxed and calm? <laughs> oh. oh dear lord! It's it's all just the bad first impression are exactly the same as the good first impression. And I say this with love: they don't know what they want. These lovers. <laughs> <laughs> it's always these surveys are really dodgy and skewed. Like, remember, I think a uh, year and a half ago, I did 26 things Japanese women want in a guy, which was a survey that we mm. that was conducted. And I went through them uh, with my friend Jackie. Uh, and mm. she sort of said, yeah, that one I agree. I understand that one. And there was some really weird stuff. Like, one of them was, I like a man who likes beetles. And a lot of people thought, oh, the beetles. No, actual beetles, beetles. insects. They've asked one person. Japan. They've asked one person. This is not uh, one. We asked a hundred people for family <laughs> fortunes level. This is just we asked one person, and even them, they were a bit mad. It's just some crazy person crossing like Harajuku. And they stick a microphone in their face. Like, what do you think about beetles? Do you like beetles? I like turtles. <laughs> Absolutely bonkers. But there you go. Wonderful. Um, there you go. I think stares at your eyes when he talks to you. How is that different from looks at your eyes when he talks to you just like it you should? Not a clue. I suppose, again, clue, the key word there is looks at your eyes and stares at your eyes. People that are a bit starey, that could be a bit yeah. odd, couldn't it? Could be a bit creepy. So I guess can be scary. A, a, <laughs> a slight change there. Um, and also, in Japan, people tend not to look uh, into your eyes that much. They don't stare. People, right. it's, it's, rude. it's seen as rude to like talk to someone and stare at their face the whole time. you sort of got to look down a little hmm. bit. And it's a vibe that you'll pick up on quickly when you get here. Because uh, at first, when I got here, right, and people are talking to me, and they're sort of like not really looking at me. They'll sort of look down at the ground or away. Um, it's a little bit uncomfortable. I just thought something wrong mm. with my face. Like, yeah, have I done something to my face? Have I got like crisps <laughs> all over my mouth and chocolate? Uh, but no, it's just like a, a, a thing in Japan that uh, it's kind of seen as rude to stare or make eye contact. And some people make it really awkward and just will not look at you. It's like they're looking over your shoulder as they talk to you and it'll really put you off. But that's uh, something to look forward to if you move here. Um, but there you go. Learn the secrets of charisma. Go. There you go. And uh, <laughs> on a completely different news topic of the week, I love the way how, jar- how jarring these news topics are. Mm. Uh, Japan is developing the first wooden satellite to cut space junk. Uh, Japanese company, Kyoto University, have joined forces to develop what they hope will be the world's first satellites made out of wood by 2023. The idea being, and to be fair, this is rather clever, uh, when satellites uh, come out of orbit, obviously they rain down upon the Earth and they can cause all sorts of damage and uh, some of them do burn up, but they don't burn up very well. And a lot of satellites stay in orbit and cause damage um, and will be there for centuries, forever, potentially. Uh, with a wooden satellite, as it comes down out of orbit, it will burn up with, upon re-entry and just completely incinerate because it's made out of wood. Um, and Kyoto University has teamed up with Sumitomo Forestry um, to do research on tree growth and the use of wooden materials in space, which I yeah. think is rather exciting. 
because I love that it. That is I a really space. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> you do love space. You're well, no- you're well known as uh, Japan's greatest space enthusiast. I am. Uh, I served Elon Musk a rocket-shaped birthday cake. That makes me mm. an expert on all space matters. Um, I was, was no, going to say they just need to sort of man up and just uh, man up. They just need to man up and and uh, sort up sort out a big um, space magnet. But I presume everything's made of aluminium these days, so probably not ideal, is it? Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with the wind satellites. But yeah, there you go. I think it's pretty cool. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. This week on Stakhanov. Join the self-care club as they trial out all those January health kicks. Listen as they put themselves to the test with Couch to 5K, Dry January and loads more. I think that evening was probably the closest you and I have ever come to having a bit of a Barney. Which we didn't really? have, but we nearly had one. It could have tipped into Bruges. <laughs> and why not check out the latest episode of Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy, where Roberto Martinez reflects on the highs and lows of his managerial career and the lessons he's drawn from 14 years at the top of the game. When you're a young coach, you almost feel that you want to answer every doubt or every question mark that there is surrounding your position and out there. And then the older that you get, you understand that you cannot stop that. It's impossible. You need to affect the headlines of tomorrow. And that's the real power of working in football and being the manager. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. Um, now, without further ado, we turn our attacks, attention to the fax machine. What have we got this week in the fax machine, Mr. Donaldson? We have got a message from uh, Mike M. Feel free to use my name in the podcast. I will, Mike M. Thank you. Uh, Chris <laughs> put it there. So I, I, I'm always, always going to read everything out. That's, uh, I'm not going to scan the, the email before I read out the name, so don't worry about it. I will always expose. Um, you can send anonymous emails. I'm joking. Uh, hello, Chris and Pete. I have a question about Journey Across Japan, Escape to Mount Fuji, Episode 3, the one with the 1,000-year-old log that has onsen water intermingling with the wood, according to Joy, a.k.a. Dr. Jelly and Hand Jelly. <laughs> um, in this episode, you're wearing a T-shirt I must acquire at any cost. Okay, maybe not at any cost, but I really coveted. The shirt that you wear is a perfect description of my life. Has high functionality. My new life motto. Maybe this garment is available on your merch store and I just haven't checked in a while and it is a perfect time uh, for a shameless merch plug. Anyway, I'm catching up on the journey across Japan. Let's get to about Fuji series after the holidays here in the US and I am loving it. All the best, Mike M. Feel free to use my name in the podcast. So is this t-shirt available online or did you buy it from a Daiso? It is 
not available online. I bought it not from a Daiso either. Daiso doesn't sell T-shirts. No, it doesn't. Um, I was moping across the other side of Sendai uh, back in March last year, and I came across it in like a there's there's Daiso, which is like the good hundred yen store. And then there's like a really crappy one, and I can't remember the name because it was so awful. But within that store, they did clothes. And for 100 yen, I got has high functionality, uh, which is one of my favorite garments I've bought in the last decade. Um, <laughs> I I should go back there. I don't know if they still sell it. I should go back there and just buy them all out and just add them to the merch store. Um, I'm tempted to just steal the phrase and put it on my own merchandise, but something feels wrong about that. Something feels wrong, mm. doesn't it? That stealing a motto like has high functionality and... Uh, putting it on your own merch. Uh, is that unethical? Uh, it's not really, is well, it? Well, <laughs> it's all nonsense. Steal it. It doesn't make any sense. Steal it. Yeah, steal it, mate. Steal it. i tell you what. My beloved uh, For Fuck Sucky t-shirt has been stolen so much. It featured on Nine Gag last year. And from there, oh. loads of people pinched the design and modified it really minutely. It's pretty much the same design uh, and started selling it everywhere uh, on every platform, which really annoyed me. Nevertheless, people have still been buying off the Abroad in Japan merch store on Teespring, the official one. Ah. Um, so if you see it, if you see some merchandise for Fuck Sake, for fuck sake T-shirt and it's not on Teespring and it's not on the Abroad in Japan store, it's not the real deal. It's not the real thing. And the quality might be inferior because I think they would have stolen the design and sort of re-uploaded it. But uh, mm, interesting. that was disheartening. I love that design. It's sad to see yeah. people steal it, but glad it's, it's so good people stole it, right? I guess that's flattering. In some I remember making a, a football ramble shirt that was based around the four, uh, you know, the black flag, the famous black black flag uh, T-shirts, like a, like four columns out of yeah. kilter and the words black flag. Um, and uh, I made a football ramble one. And, oh, it did not take long for uh, people... Um, IP lawyers to get in touch saying, Stop oh God, <laughs> you got to take that down. Thank you. I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> it was derivative. You're on the other side at of least. The it was transformative, mate. <laughs> transformative. That's the sort of thing yeah. people say when they steal my designs. Wait until you, you get my reaction. If, if I this lockdown is going to prove nothing else, I'm going to I'm going to try my very best to squeeze out there. Pete Dollison re- uh, reacts to a Chris Board reacts to a Chris Broad. Did you just did you video. just say Chris Board? Did you just say Chris Board? <laughs> you bastard! Yeah, I did. Old Chris Bordy. Old I discovered. Uh, I discovered uh, just yesterday actually that one one point four percent of all people who search uh, for the channel on YouTube type in a board in Japan by accident. One point four percent. Yeah, that's amazing. So. A board spelt like a like a like a wooden board or B O R E D, O A R D. Yeah, like a wooden board. A board in Japan. Ah, good. Well, at least that. Well, at least it's that. <laughs> it's better than being bored, isn't it? Board in Japan. It's like that person, whatever their name was earlier. Uh, we got one from Eric here. He says, "Hi, Chris and Pete. I plan to stay in Tokyo for about a week, and I'm having a little anxiety about using the subway to get around. I'm from Texas, where there's not a subway in the entire state. Good God. My question to you." Could I use a ride-sharing company to get around to ease my anxiety, or would that be too pricey uh, from Eric? And my advice to you, Eric, is first of all, the subway is pretty easy to use in Japan. Um, just use Google Maps. Um, I get it that the, the maps themselves can be a nightmare to try and uh, understand, but if you just have Google Maps, it's fine. And also, mm. there is a good app that came out, I think, last year called Japan Taxi, and it's a little bit like Uber. You sort of put in your start destination where you want to be picked up and your final destination. They, I think you pay through the app itself or in cash if you want. And, uh, yeah, Japan Taxi, it's kind of taken over because Uber never really 
kicked off in Japan. There was a lot of uh, uh, there's a very big taxi lobby that uh, didn't want Uber to, to sort of come in and ruin things. So uh, the app works pretty well, but it is pricey. You are going to pay a premium. For my advice, is right. just take the subway. I mean, you've never had problems mm. on the subway, have you, Pete? You, it's you fine. Right. It's very easy to figure out, to be honest. All of the maps are now in uh, English and pretty easy to get around. And and the Yamanote line, it just does everything you need it to do. Certainly in Tokyo, yes. the, the, the circle, it's just a big circle line. If you're familiar with London's uh, tr- uh, place, uh, yeah, just a big old circle line. It does everything and you'll get to where you uh, need to be eventually. Just get on it either direction and you'll get there. <laughs> exactly. No, it's fine. Don't There's worry a- about it. Speaking of, uh, of 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 the Yamanote line, by the way, oh my days! One of my favourite um, tech YouTubers, Techmon, uh, it's like a man, um, sort of mid- middle aged bloke who basically just goes through um, old tech from like uh, fr- from the seventies and eighties and stuff, uh, emerging technologies that never actually emerged, um, stuff that got cancelled, prison tech, like see through um, uh, uh, radios and televisions that are allowed to be used in in, in prison and stuff. He's got he's got such a great collection and a great eye and a great kind of um, manner about him explaining how all of these things work. Um, he's just imported um, a Densha de Gore integrated video game system. So like the the famous um, arcade game Densha de Gore, uh, the, the, it's basically a, a train simulator, but it's oh, in the yeah, arcade yeah. With, with, with like proper train controls and stuff. Um, and yeah, they've basically took, I think, the PlayStation 2 uh, version of the game, uh, slapped it into an emulator and encased it in this little proprietary uh, train kind of, um, train kind of, uh, what do you call it, like control system uh, thing that you just plug straight in your television, straight into the HDMI and, and oh, off wow. you go. And it's, it's all in Japanese. Which is, it would find life outside of Japan because it's such a unique, <laughs> lovely, charming bit of kit. Uh, but yeah, they're on sale now and... Uh, uh, it's 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 a lovely bit of, bit of work. Even I, who has flirted with uh, Fiddler Around with Dejah uh fancy one. It, it looks really really nice, and I think you can get them on uh, Amazon Japan. And there's plenty of companies that can uh, that can import you one. But uh, yeah, that's probably going to be my next purchase. Wow. What what better way to spend the rest of your lockdown playing that, riding Ooh. the trains around the Riding Yamanote, the Yamanote line? line. <laughs> with I think your... they've got the Chuo line, the Yamanote line, and also the uh, Osaka train as well. Oh, the Lovely. cheery line. With, you can ride it around with your sword, hanging out the window, sword in one hand, <laughs> driving the train in the other, live the dream. Yeah. <laughs> live the Japan Beautiful. dream. Beautiful. Uh, we've got one last uh, question from John. He says, good morning, Chris and Pete. I'm John from Cambridge, Ontario, Canada. Just a small question or observation regarding Chris's Japanese speaking voice. Could it be that Chris is projecting Ken Watanabe from a serious movie when he speaks Japanese? For example... Uh, in the Godzilla trailer, when he says the phrase, let them fight. Uh, thank you for your consistent and amazing content. I love listening to your voices and banter. It gives me something to look forward to every week. Best regards, John. I must admit, I do love Ken Watanabe's voice, whether you speak in English or Japanese. Have you seen Batman Begins when he, he's like Ra's al Ghul, this, um, this villain? And he says, like uh, uh, Bruce Wayne is about to go back to Gotham to like vanquish the city mm. and do some shit. Mm. And uh, he has to kill this man to, to, to be part of the team, uh, the League of Shadows. And he denies, he says, no, I'm not going to kill this man. And Ra's al Ghul, played by Ken Watanabe, is like, you, <laughs> you cannot lead these men unless you are ready to do what is necessary. You must kill this man. And he does it in this really cool voice. And I love that voice. <laughs> and that is the reason you should watch The Last Samurai, just to enjoy that voice. Do you, remember, do, you remember, 
a couple of years ago, maybe it might have been la- early last year, um, Ken Watanabe was in The King and I around the corner from Absolute Radio, where I used to I record remember. a lot of these shows. And I... We were so close to sort of, you know, bumping into him or getting getting him on the show, and I, I failed you, Chris. And, and I I was thinking about this you quite did. recently, actually, because I think you brought up Ken Watanabe in one of your videos. Yeah, my latest like, video, someone failed, sent me a man. cardboard cutout. Uh, yeah. I failed, well, man. I've, I've I failed. I, I, as well. I, I will fall on my sword one day because I feel so bad about it. We will meet him. I reckon before the year's out, we'll find a way to meet him. And yeah, the prophecy will the prophecy will be foretold that we will meet Ken Watanabe. <laughs> uh, Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to Abroad Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back on Sunday to do it all over again, guys. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you on Sunday. Have a good one. When do the shows come out, Chris? Wednesday and Sunday. Yay! Not Tuesday. <laughs> This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Probably the best way of... Ah, oh, fucking bollocks. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined this week by... Fucking hell, I fucked up for Gurn. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> it's, and joining us is... <laughs> top London. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, this week by Pete Donaldson. Fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck. <laughs>